what went wrong. Well, I thought Dark Horse means like the worst performers in the tournament. I, no, I you missed, didn't. I misunderstood. You no know, speak of the English. <laughs> yeah, I, mis- I misunderstood. So I was really happy every time they conceded. I was like, yes, I'm right. All right, should we start the podcast? Yes, yeah, we should. I, then. There, there's some good parts I put in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I think you can leave all of that. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex Mohanad is here. Oh, we're doing this now. Oh, hi. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> is there. Hey, what up, man? How, how are you, Alex? I'm very well. Nothing, nothing puts me in the mood to talk about football then stories about england mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and antics it might be coming home but you're not <laughs> no this is true it's absolutely true not if i can help it <laughs> they they deported a lot of people lately they might have to try and bring some back you never know mm, but the terms have to be uh, conducive <laughs> yeah, might, might just have to be a loan with an option to buy <laughs> <laughs> uh how are you guys everyone well yeah man everyone well weather's up and down, but it is overall getting better in Toronto, so can't complain. Summer patios are open. Bernie um, went to one. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The first one in 15 months, 18, whatever, however long we've been in this goddamn lockdown. Mm. You know, me and my girlfriend Stella, we, we had a good time. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I was like, you know this is recorded, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. need to get Bernie to do something. You know, for you us. know those Twitter accounts out of context, Bernie, and you stop yeah. it there. Me and my girlfriend out of context, Bernie. The good thing is, I explained that to Amara, so she will hear it and she'll know. That's how I cover my bases. Good work. Good work. Uh, you you didn't watch any football on the patio, did you? No, I think Holland and um, who was it? Whoever the Dutch were playing was on Ukraine. Yeah, that was on, and I had I was enjoying myself. I did not give a shit. <laughs> like this Euros, if it's on, which it is, like I watch it, but I am so not emotionally invested well, a, at all. It's impossible to plan your life around it because there's a game at nine a.m., twelve p.m., and three p.m. Like if you watch every single one, you're not gonna do anything. So like, it, I don't plan around it, but like I definitely look ahead to what's happening that day and try and catch it. But like, yeah, it's impossible to catch all God knows how many games in the group stage. But that's why European or international tournaments are so good as a kid. Mm Because you're off on the summer holidays. There's nothing else to do. You literally can just watch football all day for a month. Yep, that's true. That's all we did in the summers that had either a Euro or a World Cup or even an AFCON. Coppa wasn't wasn't so big when I was young, but like those three, and it would just be like 24-7, you get three games a day done. Mm -hmm. You're sorted. I remember um, 2006 in Oman, like, every we were off like school was off and we would go to like pdo like the beach and like watch the games together i don't think i've had a better experience like collectively watching it and now it's like we have work (laughs) (laughs) what's pdo it's the oil company petroleum development of oman Oman, yeah something like that oh sounds lovely yeah (laughs) it was actually the lagging atmosphere Oh, for, oh, Alex, it's not like the, the refinery is like right there yeah. next to you. <laughs> it was literally a club. Video, video, video. 
Well, Oman played over the weekend, didn't they? Like they did, really? Uh, yeah. They were yeah, qualifier win. versus um Afghanistan. I think it was qualifier a draw. What? World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. yeah. If nice. Oman wins a game, like a friendly, like they celebrate in the streets. It was that serious. Fair enough. Are they naturalizing people in the same way that Qatar no. is half Brazilian? No. 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 But I remember Oman won one of the the golf, the cups, golf or... cups, and it was in because Oman, you know, they're a small nation. It's you know, it's the Saudis and Kuwaits and Irans and stuff that are always winning the terms. At least back then, when we were kind of young and living there. So Oman had a golden generation come through. We had like a great, you know, Al Hapsi had a yeah, great yeah. keeper. Yeah, had that really good striker that was so full of flair, burning. I remember Ahmad Al Hosseini or something. I don't know. Anyways, it was just a golden Oman generation. And they won the golf cup, and it was insane. It was actually one of my favorite footballing experiences. It was wild. Wicked. It was is it, wild. Is it fair to say that had you stayed, you had a chance of? But they've given you no, no. I, I'm That's not built for that heat. <laughs> I mean, I know but... <laughs> you could have played the away games like oh, puzzle, yeah. but in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great times, man. It was so much fun. Fair enough. Um, well, we've got we've got quite a few questions to get to, but we might as well talk a bit about the Euros so far, even though none of us like care that much. It's it's just been fun. It's actually nice not to not to care about it too much. I've enjoyed the pace of international football. Like the VAR is less of an issue. Oh, the referees yeah. are way better. Like it just has a whole different feel than like, especially without the rivalry, without like following a team, without wanting a certain team to lose. You know what I mean? Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's like a chill level of following football, and it's 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 almost like the the relaxed fan experience that I don't get to have when the Premier League is on. It's honestly put it Absolutely. put it in the background, yeah. like while you're doing stuff, something happens, you're like, oh, okay, that was a good goal. Like it feels refreshing in that sense. So. Feels yeah. like a lot of yeah. people when the World Cup rolls around every four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the, the, you're right about the pace of, of this this level of football. Like it's it gives you a chance to not focus on it. Like the Premier League is so is so roly poly and rough and tumble that you have to kind of watch every second because something might happen. International football, they start popping it around at the back. You know, you've got a few minutes. You know, right. <laughs> like they're not actually planning to do anything here. They're just chilling out. But it's also like when I'm watching the game, I'm not trying to dissect the tactics and what the thought is here. And I know, you know, I just know so much about, it. you know, it could be Burnley and I know every single player's weakness and strength. And I know why we set up this way. And I know, like, it's just so much information overload that here I'm just like, okay, it's Netherlands versus whoever, Ukraine. Like, I don't have that kind of knowledge. I'm just watching it for face value to enjoy the football. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a whole different level of of enjoyment. Exactly. We don't have knowledge of any of the Spanish players, for example. So <laughs> mm. you know, mm. <laughs> no, no, well, no, they're, they're no. all they're all like twelve. <laughs> uh, should we should we give people context for this? Yeah, because I got a bone to pick. So let's go. <laughs> all right. Let me let me let me find let me find the tweet. Here we go. Um. So uh, we tweeted something today about. Marcus Sorrente being able to play in every position uh, and jokingly referred to him as the Spanish Maitland Niles and <laughs> and someone called Oscar has uh, has quote tweeted us saying between this and the Man United fan that said Spain has declined based off seeing names on the lineup that he's too ignorant to know still wrong by the way I may actually need a drink <laughs> hey, 
Anything to help Oscar get a drink. You know this. Oscar needs a drink. It needs a drink because Oscar's a grouch. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, Alex, come on, you man. know what it is. It's the Maitland Niles that got him. Yeah, the yeah, Maitland yeah, yeah. Niles got him deep because it's tongue in cheek, but he doesn't know that. So it was like Lion this, Sinker. Yeah, because if someone, you know, if someone is literally calling the Maitland Niles of Spanish football, yes, they deserve, you know, a slap on the face. But <laughs> knowing you, it's a hundred percent cheek, like, but it wasn't taken that like, way. He wanted the Bukayo Saka, basically. <laughs> That's yeah. what he wanted to hear. It but... wasn't the right Arsenal player. But but the yeah. thing that really cracked me up was was the denial that Spain have declined. I mean, Bernie, you don't remember saying this last week, and we're presuming it's you because you're the United fan, but it, like how can anyone deny that Spain have declined? I don't I don't remember saying it, but at the same time, I'm like, even if I did, <laughs> so what? Like, this is a team that won, what, back-to-back World Cup and, like, two years. It's a sandwich. Euro World Cup. Like, Euro. Euro World Cup, World, like, anything else is a decline. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't even matter. Anything else is a decline. But then also, let's, yeah, let's look at the names on the pitch, right? Like, Morata is not good. Like, Moreno, I actually like him, but... You know, not the d- same who, level who, who, as a Torres or a Villa or exactly the, that alone. Like De Gea himself, like forget like like Casillas and all that. De Gea himself has declined. Right, so he and, didn't and, even make the starting eleven. Today. Yeah, when I Simon or, or whatever started this game, and when you look at the midfield, like Thiago's on the bench. Like I'm just saying, like every either they've personally declined or the or the 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 names the star quality from generation to generation has declined you don't need to be a like a, a spanish you know conquistador expert or anything to know that like jesus <laughs> christ calm down i'm just annoyed that's why <laughs> yeah no it's true there's, but oscar there's... i take i take your criticism we will watch more la liga when it gets on the zone which is never <laughs> or, or oscar if we've Massively uh, mispronounced that. No, that that's your problem. Just Alex. add it. Just add it to the list of wrong things we've done. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a long list. <laughs> Oscar, we're, we're 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 kidding. Thank you for the comment. We love you, but uh, yeah, no, they have declined massively. Also, their keeper wills a number twenty-three. So <laughs> now I just want to pick random shit that doesn't make sense and say this is why they're bad. Also, also, you just literally naturalized. <laughs> A center back on yeah. the last day, like within one week of the tournament or whatever, you naturalize a center back because either Ramos hasn't played forever or your options are not very good. Like I didn't write this shit. <laughs> it's not not for the first time either. Remember when they they um, did the admin to get Diego Costa on a free? Oh yeah. And it's like that didn't work at all. But they keep trying it. Well, Marco I mean, Senna who, worked. Who doesn't want to play Eric Garcia at center back? Yeah. I was just looking through the squad now. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean also the, the lack also, of striker thing is a thing. Like Morata was pathetic today. I mean, the, the score says it all. It was nil nil against Sweden. Like, okay, here's here's my here's my problem. I watched the second half of this game, okay, and I went on Twitter and I was reading. Lindelof is having a masterclass, and people were like saying it, but they were like upset. <laughs> like United fans were like, "What is this? How do we don't know how to feel?" And I think he got mad in the match or something like that. And they're like, "Um, please, Glazers, don't be watching this and thinking that we don't need a replacement because that's how low this bar is that Lindelof bossed the defense. Like, like how? Man, but the Mar- thing is, like, sorry, Mo, but if if Morata converts the two very good chances he has, Lindelof's not getting near the man of the match. Sorry, go on, man. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, at the end of the day, Spain created enough to win this game, definitely for Morata, for sure. But also, 
that said, Marcus Berg for Sweden had an open mm. goal after such good work by uh, by Alexander Isaac. Like it was just like that was the moment, right? You play the game for that one moment against the run of play, a moment of brilliance by one of your players, and <laughs> yeah, they could have easily snatched this one 0 as well with that open goal chance. It just it, it was one of those, you know, where we talk about no one wants it. It mm. was it was the top four of the Premier League <laughs> in one game, but the- like no one wanted it. The only person who kind of wanted it was Olsen. He stood on his head in the, in the second half. Particularly, there was one save from... I don't remember who it was, uh, but it was a brilliant save. And then the last one from Moreno off the header. I think it was the header that came off the cross. Mm. Oh, my God. Like he, he, he did it. He did his country proud. Like props and this, to is, this is what he does, though. He stands on his head for Sweden. He gets a move, and then he's awful until the next tournament. Like, Roma can't get rid of him. He was terrible at Everton. Actually, there are a lot of Everton goalkeepers knocking around in this. You've got Stecklenburg somehow still starting for the... Well, because Sillison was injured, I guess. Starting for the Netherlands. You've got Pickford, obviously, and uh, and Olsen. Well, the thing is, like, when the Euros come around every four years or whatever, you get reminded of a lot of players that you forget about. Players that, like, in the smaller nations that they... You know, they're not a factory of football players. So you still kind of play the 33, the 34, the 35-year-old veteran that you're like, you know, you look at, like, I was looking at Switzerland. I'm like a left back, Rodrigo or Rodriguez or whatever his name is. I'm like, you're still the starting <laughs> left back for Switzerland. Like, you know what I mean? These names that you're like, I'm sure I've watched you like 12 years ago play for, still for your country. Like, it's just some of the smaller nations are, you know, just but, parading out the same dudes over and over. The one that bugged me was Sebastian Larson. Like, oh, I man. honestly, honestly thought he had retired so when i saw his name and number seven i was legitimately confused <laughs> like, what Man, is this when i look at sweden and you look at their team which has stayed very stable for the last like 15 years and then you look at the only two people to have had really any talent and it's latin Mihovic and alexander isaac and if i was the sweden coach i'd be like going to the government being like please let more immigrants in because <laughs> it's the only way we're going to win games of football <laughs> <laughs> um props to pedri who i thought played very well at 18 years old like very young um weird selection but he took it he played really well um i thought he kind of tried to control that midfield as much as he could um i thought yeah he had a fantastic game for such a young player i, I enjoyed his performance a lot yeah it was great um i, I liked I mean, I like Olmo anyway. I, I hmm. told you last week that I thought he was most likely to score. And I think I think it was him that, that forced that save from Olsen. Yeah. So he looked good as well. I just Spain really weren't bad. And I think there will be a lot of overreaction to, to this draw. Let's not forget that they... I think, didn't they lose their first game of the World Cup that they went on to win? I think they lost one else to Switzerland or something. This is, this is not a disaster by any means. Like, they'll be fine. Right, right. Well, in their same group, what happened? Um, Slovakia beat Poland, right? So Slovakia, top of this group. I mean, that after the first round, that was, I'd say, unexpected, to say the least. Um, mm. So so now it's looking like Poland and one of Poland and Spain potentially not making it out of this group, right? Well, th- should we should we take that opportunity to look at the dark horse table? Oh yeah, oh that's why I brought it up for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. So so we we all chose dark horses last week. Um, Bernie, who is yours? Um, Sitting in fourth in this group. Doesn't does matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Poland, it was Bernie's in with a minus they'll, one goal. They'll, they'll, they'll still get out of the group. Come sorry, on. So Bernie doubled down, though. He picked Poland for Dark Horse and Lewandowski for goal score, which I suppose makes sense if you think that one's going to happen. But... 
<laughs> I mean, if they're gonna do anything, it's gonna be on Lewandowski's shoulders. So <laughs> I went all in. The problem is, if you watch their Slovakia game, like he couldn't even get, they couldn't even get him the ball. That was the oh. biggest issue that Poland had. Like Lewandowski barely touched it. And like, if you're gonna be successful, you need as many touches for Lewandowski as possible. Whatever, give him six, seven touches, he can score one or two goals in the game. But he barely touched the ball. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to England a bit, but it reminds me of Harry Kane, like. He didn't get much of the ball for England. Mm-hmm. And yes, even though Spurs are a bit rubbish, like the the ethos is he creates or Son creates. Like there's something there. England didn't do anything for him. And same thing with Poland. And it goes back to the old argument, which is some managers don't like nines because they want them to be more involved in the play, right? Like it's just, we Lewandowski can be a brilliant striker, best one of the best in the world, but not be able to contribute in other parts of the pitch. And tactically, it only works in certain systems, unfortunately. Yeah, well, it's interesting, though, because Lewandowski kind of didn't do anything out of the usual in that he hung around the penalty area waiting for chances, and they just didn't come because usually he get he's in such a creative team that creates so many chances. Mm-hmm. Kane didn't do that much dropping deep like we see for Spurs most weeks, probably because like Spurs didn't have any creativity this season, so he needed to go and do that, whereas England have a lot of creative players now. If I was Southgate, I would be saying, like, stay up there and don't get too involved. Um, but then <laughs> nothing arrived for him either. So Classic, though. Yeah. England, well, we... England have never been starved for creative players. Like, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk a little bit about England, Alex. If... I mean, well, anything to get away from the dark horse table, yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, we'll get to it when once the other teams show up, so don't worry. Okay. We'll come back. Um, so yeah. that's Bernie's Tur- Poland and last. Yeah, yeah, yeah Turkey. Uh, no, hold your horses. Hold no, your in, 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 our, in our dark horse table, you're last. Just saying. Yeah, you're actually right. Because <laughs> you got thrashed. One is last on goal difference. I'm, uh, I'm changing. Didn't even get a shot. Come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Let, well, we might as well use that to... to Talk about Italy and Turkey. Sure. So, Mohamed, you, you, your dark horse choice was Turkey, just to confirm. Um, what went wrong? Well, I thought dark horse means like the worst performance in the tournament. I, no, I you missed, didn't. I misunderstood. You know, no speak of the English. <laughs> yeah, I, mis, I misunderstood. So I was really happy every time they conceded. I was like, yes, I'm right. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. Turkey, first half was fine i mean they were just so defensive though like they didn't really have any creativity they they weren't able to push up the field they were very defensive etc etc and then italy just played a really good game i was not expecting that kind of performance from Italy, and they've been solid under um Mancini for like since what 2018 has it been yeah. you know something like their stats is insane like they haven't lost a game under him like it's they haven't conceded and whatever the stats are are incredible and I just, they looked good. The pressing um, in midfield, you know, Barella, Jorginho, even Locatelli played okay, but, um, you know, Berardi was great. Like, they all just played really well together. And Chiellini and Bonucci just rolling back the years, man. They were unreal together. Chiellini was, like, leading the press at times. It was was insane. Chiellini decided to play quarterback at points. <laughs> you literally saw him carry the ball. He nutmeg somebody. I was like, "What is what is going on here?" And either that's Turkey being absolutely rubbish. You know, sorry to our Turkish friends; they know who they are. <laughs> or or Italy just being that good, and it's probably a combination of the two. I think Insigne is starting to look like he. If anything's going to happen, it's going to be through him a lot of the times. Like he scored that goal, but he had the exact same 
goal in the first half that he missed. Exact same thing, that little whip. And obviously, <laughs> the best part of this Italy-Turkey game was that little car that showed up at the beginning to give the ref the ball and all the <laughs> memes that came with it. And a lot of the memes, to be fair, were about Insignia. This is Insignia's Uber, Insignia kind of popping up from the roof. <laughs> it's just funny. But he played a really good game, I thought. Um, Spinazzola as well. Mm. Killed brilliant, him. Brilliant player. And, yeah. and, and a very unique... I mean, we saw, we saw Trippier being a right-footed left-back as well, but that's not really his position, whereas Spinazzola plays left-back despite being right-footed. And it makes such a difference in that he's, he's not scared to go on his left. He has both. And so he, mm -hmm. when he attacks the defender, they don't know which way he's going. And it, it's like it's such an obvious point, but so few players are, are equally comfortable either way. And we talked about it with Bukayo Saka before. Like, it does make such a difference. It does. It does. It makes a huge difference because you just you double your choices, your options. It's crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Italy were fantastic this game for me. I mean, Donnarumma barely touched the ball. Suyuncu was just trying to give the ball to Italy every time he could. It's 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 not a good sign for Turkey if like two of your best players are Suyuncu and Demiral. And I'm not just saying that because we know them. Like genuinely, they are two of Turkey's best players. Right. They don't want to get on the wrong side of Turkish Twitter, obviously. Um, and they both had shockers. Like here's that's a, not a it's not a good sign. Here's a question mm. for both of you. Am I being unreasonable in thinking that Chalhanuglu is unbelievably overrated over the years? Oh, yes. oh, he's like, I don't like, understand. you're right. No, you're he's, right. Yeah, he's yeah. not, he's not that good. Ever. Like not, not just read, like ever. Like he, he's been so overrated his entire career. Like it's, he scored a couple of those free kicks and then it just took him somewhere where he doesn't deserve to be. You know, you know who he is? He's, uh, he's <laughs> the Turkish James Ward-Prowse. No, no, no. <laughs> Ward-Prowse works really hard. <laughs> It's just he's slow. He's not technically like unreal. Like I just don't see like he's being. I don't know. I just it's always he's always been talked about, and I've always kind of thought, well, everybody thinks he's okay, but I was gonna kind of keep that to myself. But I just I can't anymore. Okay, he's a Turkish Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> you're just thinking of free kick specialists that don't offer a lot more. So yes. you're doing yes. Okay. And if anyone on Twitter decides to throw Beckham in there, we will fight. Oh. Just letting you know now. <laughs> we will absolutely have words. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just looking at his goal record. It's not horrendous. He's rubbish. Like he averages probably like seven, eight, nine a season. But you know, you watch him ninety minutes, it, it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Yusuf, um, is it Yachizi or mm. I forget his name, Lil. I thought he was, he, he, he tried his hardest, I thought. Good point, Bernie. Like, I didn't know who he was, to be fair. But just watching the game, I thought number 11 is killing it for Turkey in midfield. I just thought mm. that. And then I talked to Burak and he, Burak, not Ilmaz, Burak, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was, quick chat. Yeah, yeah, just for a quick chat at halftime. Um, and he was like explaining like how he plays for Leo. Uh, three of three people play for Leo Hill, isn't it? Yilmaz, Yazici, uh, and isn't it also like one of the right or left backs? Either Mera or Chelik. No Chelik, yeah, Chelik, yeah he, right plays back, for, yeah. he plays you, for Leo, so we've got three. Mark Yilmaz went full battering ram. <laughs> he was just like, I'm going to try and knock over Chiellini and Bonucci as often <laughs> as I can and hope something drops. It was that's, so that's, another, that's another fun thing about international football is you get a lot more old school strikers like Ilmaz and like Veghorst and all these big useless kids. <laughs> yeah. But from yeah. an Italy perspective, um, there's, a, there's a school of thought that Verratti may not, even when, when he's fit, may not be a starter in this team i don't know how i feel i don't know if that's true or not and then there's a chiesa thing like is he may not even start and i find that interesting like they they're 
different in that they don't have big names like Spain don't have big names, but they feel as if they have more depth in the strange way that I can't. Well, process. they've got they've got Bastoni on the bench mm-hmm. <laughs> for center back. Mm-hmm. We've got Bernadeschi on the bench. You know, like you said, Chiesa, Verratti, like they've got depth, man. Like and Berlotti, like I know you're saying they're not super superstars, mm-hmm. but they've got a lot of seven and a half out of ten mm-hmm. just that, sitting that, around that's, in that's a, a lot way of to positions, that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah you know how I feel about Verratti. I mean, yeah, he's probably probably better than Locatelli, but I just he's also another overrated one. So I I just feel with tournament football is like you don't mess with it if it's going fine. Like you won three 0 you don't. There's no need to change it unless you get an injury. Maybe you rotate in the third group game if you've already qualified and you need to rest people. Other than that, like change it if you need to. If you don't, leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So should we move to the third dark horse before England, just to get the dark horses out of the way? Because Alex picked a really contentious dark horse here for me, at least. He picked the Netherlands. Yes, please. And I get it. They're not, you know, they're not what they used to be or what they might, could have could be, etc. But like, they're still, you know, a big team. Like we picked Turkey and Poland, and then you come up with Netherlands. Well, they're look, probably I on the same level. Pick, I wanted to pick Italy, so exactly. Know, that's brutal, even worse. But, um, yeah. That would have been no, fraud. <laughs> I I think Netherlands are just historically good. You know, they're just, they're they're a big name, but like you look at the team, it's right. not it's not that good. All right. I well, mean, Stecklenburg's in goal for God's sake. And, <laughs> to be fair, though, some other players stepped up this game, and Timber, um, Dumfries, yeah, they stepped up. Dumfries just ran at the Ukraine left back at 100 miles an hour all game. Like, eventually it was going to work, and eventually it did. That was definitely the instruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's slow as fuck. Like, just run. <laughs> um, nice that we got to see a, a Yarmolenko screamer. There, there have been a few players who've scored their signature goal, and so, like, you mentioned Insigne with the whip from the left. Yarmolenko is mm-hmm. the same from the right. Agreed. It was a brilliant goal to kind of bring um, Ukraine back. I think it was a 2-0 for, for the Netherlands, right? He brought it back to 2-1, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um this game was potentially the best game so far of of the tournament. Like even the like the first half was like just intense, um, really really good football. Both teams going for it. The first, even though it ended nil nil, the first half was still a lot of fun. And then you got five goals in the second half, starting like what is fiftieth minute and up. You got you know you got five goals. It was a lot of fun. Um, Wijnaldum obviously with the the wind beneath his wings from that whatever four hundred k contract <laughs> he's getting at PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we Man can watching... run when when you're making money. <laughs> Memphis needs to sign his so he can get the wind between his underneath his wings because he was just like <laughs> he was just all over the place. He he was he annoyed me. I'll be honest. I just like every time he picked up the ball, you knew exactly what he was gonna do. It was yep. just so predictable. So you, he annoyed no, you Alex. Think Messi's gonna hate. Yeah, him. he annoyed Alex on a personal level. I got annoyed on behalf of Messi, thinking if you do this while Messi's sitting there waiting for the ball, you are not playing. <laughs> I can see the I can see the messy death stare right now. Like (laughs) just the back of his like back of Memphis's head. I can see it. (laughs) Frankie needs to have a little word. Just be like, listen, that's not gonna fly. You need to, mate. We pass him the ball and he scores the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie though played an unreal game. I thought he controlled that midfield, the tempo. He played really well. He has. um, I think I said to you at the time. He has more engine on him than I I associate. Like, you think of him as, like, a deep-lying playmaker, and that's Soft, probably the role that yeah. he tends to do for Barca, but, like, guy can get up and down. Mm, mm. You know, 
Speaking of midfield, Zinchenko played in midfield for Ukraine, and I love the that pump that smaller players at clubs then have when they're the star of their national. You know, the Alaba, mm-hmm. the Zinchenko. When you know, when you're the star of a small nation, you could just see the the aura around him is so different than when you're playing for City. You know, he, he just wanted it. He was like, oh, like, this is me. I, You know, he kept the ball for way longer than he kept it at City. Like, what is his, like, probably like 0.2 of a second touch. <laughs> Here he's like dribbling, running around, trying to do his thing. It was just fun to see the contrast. He's like, this is what I play football for. <laughs> he, he thinks he's in freedom. <laughs> I can't wait for his tweet being like, we should play in the position that I know. <laughs> It'll be his wife. <laughs> <laughs> to but be yeah, fair, man, they're, they're doing a lot of that for players recently where their wives are tweeting. Yeah. And, issues and, are. and Trent likes the pictures on Instagram. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he wrote that on himself. He wrote that on. I love, I love that meme, man. It's so funny. He, he has a girlfriend now, though. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's pregnant? <laughs> I'm Zinchenko announced that, that his girlfriend's pregnant and they put a picture of Alexander Arnold likes this picture. I died. Well, they always do the oh, Terry God. or the Trent now. Terry if he's gonna steal the girlfriend and, and Trent if she's pregnant. It's oh gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. I honestly don't understand how Trent's reputation hasn't taken more. It's like Giggs. I mean Giggs is get slightly getting it now. Right. But for years, like everyone just ignored it, and the same is happening with Trent. But anyway, yeah. whatever. Uh, I suppose their crimes aren't on on exactly the same level. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. Yeah, no. you um, never know. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, the same day as uh, Netherlands Ukraine was, uh, it's coming home against Croatia. Mm. Does it you... look? I mean, the first half, the first twenty minutes looked like it was coming home. Yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of possession. I, I was looking at it like, wow, England actually keeping the ball, looking comfortable on it. This is quite impressive. And then they just sort of stopped. Then well, they remembered who they are. <laughs> why, why don't we start with the lineup? Because we've been talking about who's going to start for this team for a long time, right? We've been debating who's going to start, and we weren't sure if Foden's going to start, Grealish, is it Rashford? And I thought Phillips and Rice was kind of given, I thought. Mings obviously is coming in for uh, an injured um, slabhead. What's his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trippier was the okay. So Trippier is the first one there that I thought no Luke Shaw, Chilwell not even on the bench. Um, I thought Shaw would definitely start. Uh, maybe Trippier is there for the free kicks and the set pieces. I'm not sure what you guys thought about that. I didn't understand it. Like today, there's stuff about Luke Shaw and tendon injury or something like that. Maybe he wasn't fit to start. But even then, I'm like it's a wrist injury, like, you can probably get away with that, right? Like, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I, I mean, I just watching the game, there was literally no, like, forward play on that left side as a result. He kept I, cutting back, yeah. Yeah, and I think that limited also what they could do and what we were talking about Harry Kane before. I think it limited them in attack because Walker's not doing anything attack on the other side anyway. So they literally had no, no attack from the fullbacks, and that's a, mm. that's a shame. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, Southgate might have looked at it and thought, this is our toughest game of the group. If we keep, you know, keep the defense and, and central midfield solid and then let the attacking players do their thing, that might be enough. And kind of worked out that way. Trippier would be um, your best defender out of Shaw and Chilwell, I think. Well, no, and, and, and no some I, people I, are I hardly disagree. Well, I, I, I mean, Trippier's playing for a year under, under Diego Simeone, like for two years. <laughs> as, as a right back. 
as a left sure. back, people are not beating Luke Shaw though. Chilwell, I don't know. Like I don't that's remember. Just they can't but... get around him. That's good enough. Like, who's he playing against? <laughs> Old man Perisic? Like, come on. He's not going to get around him. Yeah, so that was that was a bit... I mean, it worked at the end. And then Phillips and Rice were always going to start in midfield. I don't think Henderson was, was fit already enough. He missed a lot of football. And obviously, we'll talk about Phillips. But then the front three... I mean, Mountain Hurricane was a given. Foden, I always thought, has to start. People thought, well, maybe he's not ready. Maybe he'll come on. Maybe it'll be Grealish or whatever. But so it was Sterling, definitely, that... I. After the game, I thought, you know what? I like this decision. Before the game, I might have not made it myself. I thought that Foden wouldn't start mainly because Foden, to me, would have started on the left, if anything, not on the right. And Sterling typically starts on the left. And I felt Rashford was in better form and Foden was in better form. So he would shift Sterling to the right. He did, he did the opposite. Sterling played on the left. The lineup, actually, when you saw it online, had Sterling on the right and Foden mm. on the left. It was the opposite. And it worked, sure, because Sterling scored, but I don't think it worked in terms of a team performance. I, I, I just don't think it was actually that useful after those first 20 minutes. But yeah, maybe. I, I think it's really hard to judge. The, the first game, I mean, England have never won it. I didn't realize this, but England, this is the first time England have ever won their opening game at Euros. A lot of opening games are a bit stodgy. I, I kind of feel like whatever team he picked, they probably would have had a similar game against a tough Croatia team, like, they'll do okay. They'll probably create a couple of chances. And that's probably the most you can expect of, of uh, a, first, like, KG first game. Yeah, I'll tell you why I felt it was weird, because they kept playing the ball long to Sterling. I didn't understand mm. why. Like, you have Sterling and Foden, who, you know, City, and there are people who, in that team who can pass the ball in England. Like, move it. You know, one touch, pass, move, pass, move. I would have expected more of that, but they kept playing it long. I just didn't understand what the point was. I liked, I liked eventually overall when he, when I look back at the game, at the slight chaos that Sterling brought, the speed at the, like that. You know, everybody felt like everybody knew exactly what they were doing except Sterling. You know what I mean? Like it just added something a little bit more saucy to the team, even though even if it's unintentional or even pretty much through not sticking to the format. Like I just felt Sterling added that chaos factor. He was doing random stuff. He was trying to dribble. Um, and I thought like if it was a Grealish, let's say instead of Sterling, it would have been way too static, not enough pace. So it had to be either Rashford or Sterling for sure. And seeing this game, you know, I think one of them has to play for the pace. I think a Foden Mount Grealish would be too much tippy tappy, not enough kind of um, effectiveness at goal. Um, so I like that's why I like kind of the Sterling starting. Uh, it could be Rashford, but I think Rashford again likes to play the technical side of things a bit more. Sterling is a bit more chaos, and he's a bit less controlled, a less bit you know, um, a little less planned, if anything. So I, I like that. I think uh, I think we're going to see Sterling play again. Um, oh, yeah. I, I want Mount to get on the ball more. I don't think he did as much as I would have liked him to because he's a brilliant player. He needs to get on the ball a little bit more. In, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think you're right about Sterling. And I think one thing that we may be overlooking, which might even be a factor in the Trippier thing, is that like Kane likes playing with Sterling. And Kane seems to like playing with Trippier as well. So like that, you'd hope that that kind of thing doesn't necessarily come into it. On the other hand, you also want to exploit the relationships that work. Mm. So mm. Um, it, it just feels like if he's going to like playing with Trippier, he's going to like playing with Trippier crossing the ball. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not happening. And that's my only concern in that the tactics I saw in this game didn't work for me. It's just, and 
we were like, okay, it's a younger team, more creativity. Yeah, they got the semifinals in 2018, but they just kind of one-nilled it and didn't do much. We thought it would be different, and it's so far, I mean, it's one game. But from the tactics I saw, it doesn't make me confident that they're going to actually play more expansive, expressive football in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Well, the next we'll game is against Scotland, who, despite losing 2-0 to Czech Republic, I thought played quite a lot of expansive, creative football. I, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, they tried. They definitely tried to play some football. Uh, and, and it was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, but there's a couple of moments of just dropped concentration in the game that cost mm. them. They just weren't mm. at it all the time. You know what I mean? And obviously the free goal by Schick, like it's a what brilliant goal, goal, technically unreal. I mean, you've pretty much set goal of the tournament on day three or whatever, but yeah, that's done. <laughs> yeah, that's a free goal. You cannot really, I mean, if you have to say one thing, I can't remember who it was, but whoever took that shot at the edge of the box was Robinson? a really, no, no, no. Someone else took a shot at the edge of the box that then ricocheted out to Schick. I think it was, oh, potentially um, Armstrong. Arm- I, I, yeah, someone. In a sense, the Scotland that ricocheted out to him, right? Yeah, like yeah, it was just yeah, a yeah. bad decision. You knew like kind of it was an overload from a corner kick or whatever. All the Scottish players are up front. This is not the time to take a random shot where it could kind of pop up anywhere. Um, but that's really the only thing. Keeper, not really at fault. Like they're standing in their natural position when the ball's all the way in, you know, in the, in the 18-yard box of the other team. So, yeah. Great goal, but yeah, they it's just the moments of concentration where they kind of dipped a little bit. But they tried to play well, and they had like the first what fifteen minutes of the second half. They they should have scored like three goals. Yeah, they they, they by XG in the in the XG Euro Cup they absolutely smashed Czech Republic. So they just don't have be pleased the quality. And I, some people rate Schick. I never seen him play really. Like, but I hear he's supposed to be good, and I know that Scotland don't have a player who's that good. Like. As, as as far as strikers go, so possibly that is the difference, right? Like, it, don't tell me Che Adams, Alex. Please don't do it. I'm gonna. Well, look, how many goals have Che Adams got in the Premier League? I don't know. Surprise me with the, with the okay, number. Hang on, let me very quickly. Sh- Schick scored saying, seventeen like, Patrick, or something, right? Patrick like, Schick was supposed to be a good young prospect, and he's kind of bubbled around for a few years. I'm just saying, if you put him into Southampton, would he get nine goals in forty one games? <laughs> I, I think know. I think I think that's attainable. <laughs> <laughs> on on the basis of today, yes. Okay. Also, it's nine and forty-one in like Shay Adams' best season ever. <laughs> yes. So you nine know, and forty-one, in... and Shay Adams gets a lot of shots on target. Apparently, like he's very high in the league in terms of literally shots on target, but right at the goalkeeper. Apparently, <laughs> right. you know who actually stood out a little bit for me that I, I don't know who he is or anything, but just from watching the game is Yankto for Czech Republic. I don't know if you guys know anything about him at all or not, but he was a winger, left-footed guy, I think. He just looked really good. He looked um, kind of just creative, and he just looked comfortable on the ball. I don't even know who he plays for or what he does, but... Slavia... Oh, no, Sampdoria, sorry. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, If you were going to play director of football, and I know it's dangerous to sign off a tournament, but would would you have a cheeky... Um, one more game, one more game. <laughs> <laughs> give me two games. You, you can be convinced. Yeah. yeah, give me one more game. My question is, how much credit for this Czech Republic performance um, should um, David Moyes get? A lot. Yeah, I think he. I think he built this team. 
I think after I mean, he's done with his three-year contract, we know what his next job is. <laughs> Mate, he was there in the state being like, signing you and you and you and you. <laughs> Jakob Yankto, welcome to West Ham. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, any any of the other games that uh, stood out to you? There was Wales, Belgium. Switzerland wasn't a great one. Oh, yeah, Belgium, Russia. Who was it? Um Mo, you picked Lukaku for a golden boot. Yes, sir. On top Talk of to that table. Probably the flyer. only sensible pick any of us has made so Bro, far. Lukaku is always the best fit in these tournaments for top scorer. Belgium might not even go that far, but he will bag on the smaller teams in the in the group stage. That's just what he does. He's the bulliest flat track bully to ever bully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that finish with his right foot, he's intentionally gotten better with that you watch his inter yeah. highlights his goals so many of them are right foot near post right foot near post this is no fluke mm-hmm. he's practiced that right foot near post and he even said um when he joined inter he's like for the first three months Conte did nothing but play me with my back to goal that's all he did nice. he's like don't you dare face the goal i just want to watch you for three months back to goal that's it, that's it. Over I'm, and not over. Ta- I'm not taking the twitter banter if your first touch is bad I'm, i will not do it <laughs> oh because he it was bad <laughs> that back to goal was was horrible um but, i mean discuss... he... sorry go ahead hmm? no finish off no i was gonna say like the thing with lukaku though he still has that like he's not the first goal that fluff finish <laughs> it's still in him like he hit like it's an open goal it's on the six yard line but he still has to like hit it into the ground bubble like he still has mm. that and then he has the right foot beautiful you know near post he's got both in his locker i i have, I have a comparison for you and it might also be because they're actually from the same place is he the arman bissaka of strikers mm. in that He's very, very good at the things that he does, but looks very awkward doing them. But the question is, is he human? (laughs) I think I may have used that on Lukaku at some point. (laughs) Yeah, when when he was having his spell at United, but in the opposite way. (laughs) Um... But it's yeah, not no, a bad I mean, shout. I'm gonna I'm gonna win this top score thing shout for sure. But you who do you guys have? Lewandowski and Kane? Yeah. yeah. I might not even get out the group, so you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um I I did I was amused by how awful Russia were. Um we remember like how sort of pumped up they seemed in the Russian World Cup. It's like you lot were on drugs. Well everybody literally <laughs> pumped up. There, yeah. there was a beautiful tweet where there's I don't remember who it was. They just said the Russian team looks quite dot 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 less energetic than in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Golovin, man, wasn't he supposed to be the next thing and all mm-hmm. that? And then it just petered out. Like even today, oh. like well, not today, that game, whenever it was. Like I, I had high hopes for him a little bit. You know, the what next what, Arshavin thing. What Cherishev? Wasn't he supposed to be? And then we all realized he was actually 30. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like this next they're young just, guy, like, oh, he's old. <laughs> they're just dodgy, man. Remember they had those two twin centre-backs for years? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. weird. And also and Yuri Zhirkov is still in the still team. Playing. He's like 90. It's bonkers. Who's a goalkeeper? No, and it's not. Uh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, please tell me it's not him. To be fair, this, this keeper, I have no idea was, but he was horrendous this game. He was so, so I was literally like, why is, what's his name? I can fail if not in goal. Well, I Legacy mean, continues. <laughs> <laughs> there are many reasons not to put I can fail in goal. Bro, Although he, this goalkeeper wasn't one of them. To be fair, I can fail has been like a staple for this Russian side and he's just, 
Mate, there was a stat that like he hadn't had a clean sheet in like five years or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was you know who's the keeper that I really, really, really liked out of nowhere is that the Rangers dude Gordon something or something. Craig Gordon? Gordon. Craig Gordon? Is it Craig? No. Is it? Wait. It's from like Rangers or something. He played forever. He played at Sunderland yes. too, right? Craig Gordon. I just loved him for no reason. He was good for a bit, and then I think he got injured a lot. He had a save of the year, like contender. Like I think even when we did our little tournament thing last last summer, when there was no football, he yeah. showed up with like this mad, like madness. I'm right. gonna go find it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, we it's it's sad. I mean, it's bad news. It's good news. Christian Eriksen died on the pitch. Yeah, and and they that was crazy, back. man. I I still am avoiding. I wasn't watching the game live, and I'm still yeah. avoiding any clip possible. I do not want to mm. see that. Like for people's reaction, like saying yeah. how like it was one of the worst things. You could just you could like you can't help it from an emotion from a human emotion perspective. That will hit you deep. Mm-hmm. So I I'm just avoiding those clips, man. Whenever I can, like it's crazy what happened. Yeah, I mean it's a few days ago now. Probably everything that has and you know needs to be said about it has been said yeah. but like it really was so distressing and it's not it's not something new we've seen this stuff before and you know we've we've seen people die we saw Mark Vivian Foy die so thank god he's fine but well the question is yeah, you know can he cool. play what's the long-term implications etc yeah. like it's you know not likely like there's a lot of things and obviously a lot of rumors going around and all that but the the biggest thing we were talking about is like how they how UEFA reacted to the situation. Like, I get it. It's a tough position. It's not something that you kind of plan for. But I was talking to Bernie. I was like, but you still need a plan for for whatever reason a game gets canceled. Might be a safety thing. Might be a security thing. Whatever. A weather thing. The question is, do you have a solid plan B and when the game should then be played? But maybe, you know, their plan B was like next day, 12 o'clock. And that would have been fine in a lot of situations. It's just this one because of the humanitarian side of it and the emotions that the players went through. Some people are not happy with the options they were given. I, I, I personally feel that um, you, I understand the scheduling and whatever, whatever else. I get that. Maybe the stadium's going to be used for a concert the next day or something, whatever. I, I, I can understand those types of difficulties. But I think just one time, it would be nice for the authorities that be to just literally say, you know what? Screw this. We need to do the right thing by these players. And we'll reschedule it when we can. Like, yep. don't commit to anything. Just do that. I mean, when Dortmund had their bus bombed, they had to play the next day. And the players were saying they were not, like, they were scared for their lives because they had just been in a, effectively a terrorist attack. And you're telling them to go play less than 24 hours after that. And this is the same situation. Like, I've, you know, I've seen some traumatic things, like, you know, here and there. And some of the things that I'm seeing, I'm trying to imagine, like, my boss being telling me, Hey, you know, you you need like don't go to work. Take the rest of the day off, but come to work tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. when that situation I told you guys years ago that happened in front of me at work, they mm-hmm. told me to take the whole week off. I got uh, counseling assistance, all sorts of things. Even though I didn't take it, right. it was there. Like you're, they're telling me that these players who probably did not receive counseling because remember this is an evening in in Europe, right? Are just gonna sleep, wake up, and play a game? Like it's 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 hor it's it's horribly wrong. It's horribly mm-hmm. wrong. And I will say they have received counseling since, but you're right. Like you can't, and even, even frankly, had they been able to receive counseling that day, that's not, you know, one afternoon of what, what would probably be an hour's session. 
it's not, it's not going to help you. <laughs> the problem, though, is like footballers, even from a fan's perspective, are turning more and more into entertainment and less and less into like human figures. Like sure. we even, you know, I'll I'll do the same. You almost just forget about, you know, when you talk about transfers, I ah, just go here. Yeah, just go there. We don't think about, you know, uprooting your family and moving there or you don't think about, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't think of. You know, but if, if we were talking about our jobs and moving somewhere, we would all think about, well, what about your wife and what about your kids? But with footballers, we're like, it is what it is, bro. You're making a lot of money. Just move, you know, to another part of Europe tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm also kind of obviously part of that where it's like you just don't think of them too much as humans, as crazy as that sounds. You think of them as these entertainment packages that just kind of suit your need for that entertainment. And they just got to do what they got to do to make it work. Yeah, which is true of Haaland, but possibly not. <laughs> yes. Haaland's like, what's the problem? <laughs> I, I also think it, it may be related, it may not be. You know, I don't, I don't, people are making some assumptions, which I, which I don't think is a good idea about COVID and I'm like, oh, shut the hell up. Like all sorts say. of things that's going on the internet. But for me, whether it's related or not, I think they really, like, like Mohanan said, these people are commodities, right? Like they really yeah. need to start to think about are we doing what's best for these players? And I'm talking about in terms of the number of games that they play. The scheduling. Right? The scheduling, like, they're going to, they're going to, what? This is going to end in July 23rd, and the Premier League starts how many weeks later? Maybe two, three, like, something stupid like this. And then they're going to have World Cup. They're thinking of doing World Cup every two years now. Well, they're going like, to the, do the friendly tournaments in Florida first, you know, well, halfway across the yeah. globe. Then they're going to come back. Then they're going to have the Winter World Cup. Like, I mean, remember we talked about Sanchez pretty much having like no, remember that time we had like no preseason for like five years running. So like it, it is, it does get to you eventually. And yes, it's not going to hit everybody, but it's the same as when you talk concussion in American football. It's the same when you talk, these things get swept under the carpet for the entertainment value because it's just much more important. I'm, I'm convinced money. that Sanchez, because we know how good he was, I'm convinced that it's burnout. Like yeah. I, I don't think it's anything else but burnout. And they've got to do something about that. Yeah, I mean, that, Alexis Sanchez literally lost the ability to play football. Like, he went yeah. from one of the best players in Europe, slash the world, to didn't know what to do when he received a football. And you can't tell me, like, he forgot how to play. He couldn't he just, run. Like, he actually really, could not physically run. Couldn't, he can't keep it up. It's, yeah, it's insane. And the players talk about it all the time in terms of mountain games and scheduling. And they just constantly get ignored. And we'll see more of this. We'll see more and more of this if if no one does anything about it. So, you know, do something about it, FIFA, if you're listening, which you obviously are. Um, we Any questions? Got, yeah, we've got a few questions. We've got a few that aren't about football, which are very welcome. Um, so I'll do the football ones first, and then we'll move on to others. So uh, Raul Carvapale, um says, who wins Euro 2020 of kits, in your opinions? Any standout so far? Slovakia, I think, is an easy bet. Yeah, I think that's just the sauciest kit in in, in <laughs> Europe right now, and I think Hamsic designed it himself. <laughs> yo, yo, can I just say something? And I know maybe you guys didn't catch that, but Hamsic, there was a free kick that they scored from or something, and he whipped it in with his left foot, like hardcore whipped it in with his left foot, and mm. I was like. I'm 100% sure his right foot. So for the rest of the game, I watched it and he is. Yeah. And I was just like so impressed. He he just, he did the Santi thing where he decided to take a free kick from the left with his left to whip it in. Yeah. Love yeah. That. I, I, maybe I'm going crazy, but I'm 100% I sure. Didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Anyways, I like uh, always, always the orange of Netherlands. Just always. 
Fair enough. It was nice. Um, the the one that stood out to me as rubbish. I know that's <laughs> not the question, but it's easier to answer. Um, was Poland. I mean, a it's boring. It's just white and red, but also the colours are awful. I don't know if you've seen them. They're just like big and awkward and yeah, no, no good. So they're not going to get out the group. They have a shitty kit and Lewandowski is not going <laughs> to be a top scorer. Great, great. I'm just in the mud. I'm just in the mud. Um, Italy, though, always good. Yeah, yeah. Croatia, uh, not Croatia. Is it? Czech with the squares. Czech is with the squares, right? The red and white squares. Uh, or is that Croatia? Croatia, but they play with their away kit. Their home I, kit. I actually home think England's is very sleek. I, it's not I, bad. Like, I Wayne. know it's very basic, but like it's in this in its simplicity it's saucy i don't i don't i don't know why i like it it's coming home north macedonia's <laughs> kit is 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 worse than our sunday league kit <laughs> we literally don't have one it was designed on the same website <laughs> free freekits.org yeah yeah and then it comes from china with the names written wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh we we've got some some good ones coming up. We've got France coming up tomorrow. The Portugal kit's usually quite nice. Uh, sorry, oh. Wolves. Um Can I tell you something that pissed me off today? The Sweden's yeah. kit. The Sweden kit has like it's yellow and then the end of the sleeve is dark blue. And it just looks like everyone is captain. And I was so annoyed. <laughs> It's just something I, I see so small, but this annoyed me all game because I'm trying. I don't know. I like to know who the captain is. It just looks like everybody's captain. Well, you're a very social democratic country. Maybe everyone is captain. Maybe. That's a good point. Or God it's Olaf Melberg. God help them if it's Lindelof, but anyway. <sighs> I think I, it's I mean... Larson. <laughs> oh, Portugal's awake kit is lovely. Is it black? No, it's white with the three Portugal colors three times across. Like, it is lovely. Here, quickly. Oh, I can't share my screen because Bernie's a car. absolute. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was gonna say communist. Uh, what oh, I meant was uh, dictator. <laughs> absolute dictator. Let me share my screen. All right, all right, all right. There you go. Share away. radio. This. Watch this. Watch. Look at that. Mohammed has started screen sharing. Very good. Oh, oh, interesting. That is. Uh, uh, Google it, it. It looks like pajamas. <sighs> yeah. Now, now, it now you're ruined. I can't stop thinking about. That. <laughs> Or like one of those ice lollies, you know? Maybe. I know yes. what Brady's talking about. He's talking about the pajamas where the shirt matches the pants. Yes. Because honestly, it looks like something that, that PJ has. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. You just ruined it. Fair All enough. Right. All right. So Slovakia and Italy, the, the top two then? Sure. Fair enough. Right. There you go. Um, let's see. What else have we got about football? Oh, yeah. So uh, Cam Herbert at Cam H says, is it harder this is a very philosophical question. Is it harder to beat a four-four-two low block or harder to play in one? <clears throat> harder to beat. It depends on how compact you are. If you're super compact, well, I mean, obviously, I'm just now creating a scenario where the answer makes sense. <laughs> so, so I can do that. But I would say I find the running after the ball, chasing the ball when the other team has 75% possession is incredibly difficult. Yes. Keep keep the concentration all game because all it takes is one mistake, one player out of position, one player to kind of go on a run, something. I would say to keep to like whatever the question was to defend or whatever um, is harder. I yeah, I would agree, I, and I think no, there has never been a, de- a better demonstration of that than Mourinho, Mourinho's late career, where like he keeps asking players to 
concentrate 100% of the time and never make a mistake and then wonders why it doesn't happen. Well, that's why the us against the world is required. <laughs> but also keep in mind that like it's also the risk reward. Like if you mess up the defending part, you lose the game. If you mess up the attacking part, you might just come out with a draw, move on. You know, like mm -hmm. it's it's mm -hmm. a different it's different risk reward, it's different results. So I think, yeah, for sure the uh, the defending of it. I'm I'm trying to also think because he's he's specific ugh, he's specific about a four four two low block, and I was like, what does Mourinho play now? Definitely a low block, but it's a four two three one low low block. Does that make mm -hmm. a difference to Cam's and like to, to the answer of the question? I don't know. I feel but... like most four four twos one of the strikers is a little deeper than the other anyway. So it's kind of similar, no? But, but then again, Mourinho's four-two-three-one low block is easy to play against anyway. So, yeah. Well, you keep putting Eric Dyer in it, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter what your shape is. Uh, all right, what else have we got? Oh, this one. This one's uh, a good one. It's gonna hit home. Um, from at real underscore lfc underscore fan, she asks or says, "Prove me wrong. Tesla car owners are the worst drivers to exist." Oh, 100 percent. Any Tesla car? Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking that from someone who's broken the their mirrors of of the of a car they've driven, Mohamed. Nah, sorry, <laughs> not taking that from you. Hey, I'm, my mirrors aren't uh, electric that close or whatever. Like I wink at them. Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not taking that from you. Also, like my car can drive itself, so I don't know what the, what the problem is. <laughs> also, before before people get the wrong impression, Bernie, who is the best driver out of the three of us? Definitely not the one who broke the mirrors of the car that he drove. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's Mahane, but <laughs> um, I would say Tesla drivers are potentially good drivers, but they're gonna start to have that BMW reputation very soon, where they're just way too smug and want to show you all the bells and whistles. Because you know, you you know, BMW drivers have that reputation now. They're on the road. Clearly, they think they're better than everyone, and they have that reputation. Tesla is drivers are soon gonna have that. Like, ah, oh, stop talking to me about your Tesla. I'll, I'll I, tell you this, BMW drivers no longer have the reputation because we've already assumed it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have. But of of course, we're the best drivers. Like, we're eco-friendly. Oh, owners. Was that the question? Well, it was, the, I mean, the question says Tesla car owners are the worst drivers to exist. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still the, the best driver here. The safest driver here. Never had a ticket. Never had a car accident. Never broken anything, Mohamed. So, yeah, this isn't this is this isn't F nine. Like we're not going against the family here. <laughs> I will say we pulled up to uh, to get at the vaccine clinic the other day, and there was a Tesla in front of us, and I didn't realize it was a Tesla until the doors went up like the fucking yeah. Batmobile. Yeah, like, yeah, what is going hey, on? Hey, I remember Birdie had just gotten his Tesla. We were it was I think still during pre pandemic, but basically it, we it showed up. The we pandemic, showed up to yeah. Bernie's house for his uh, son's first birthday. Obviously, mm. that should be the focus of attention. But obviously, <laughs> we stepped out of the car. Bernie's showing me all the bells and whistles. Bernie's dad, so mm -hmm. you know the grandfather of the child we are celebrating, runs over, shows us <laughs> other features of the car, and then eventually, twenty minutes later, I get to say happy birthday to Bernie's son. So that so, tells you everything you need to know. So let me tell you. Let me tell you something about that day that's so funny so like i'm like hey babe they're they're you know they're putting up decoration i'm like i need to move the car <laughs> she's like just keep it in the garage like, no 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 no. it needs to yeah. be outside <laughs> yeah i was just like you know just in case 
<laughs> We're so right, Alex. It, this is yep. like day one of owning the car. Yeah. And, and you know what's even funny about that is that, like, not to give too much away, but Bernie lives like on a corner. So if yeah. you put it where you put it, like, it's at risk, you know, because people are whipping around. It's worth it. People it's get worth to the see risk. It, mate. Oh, that answers so your question, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Uh, all right. Uh, at Zane Lyons, at Zane Lyons says, best episode of Community. Either of you oh, watched that? Oh, Community is unreal. Is so it? I've never yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I got this one. Right. So there's all the paintball episodes. He'll know what I'm talking about. Basically, it's like a like end of end of semester every year. Community is like a community college. So end of end of semester every year, there's a huge paintball competition across the school between the other community school in the area etc for a huge unrealistic prize and it turns into like you know a really serious action movie but it's not at the same time so there's that episode um any episode where i've watched this a long time now where the the nerdy crazy kid abed yeah yeah, yeah. abed and his friend are like the main characters where they're making movies and they're going all crazy. Any of those episodes. There's just so many. All right. So many good. Oh, the one where they go into like a caravan RV thing and then get transported into like a whole other world. And I don't know the details, but he'll know what I'm talking about. That one's great. Too. I did not know that Mohammed was into this. Like he used to quote Family Guy every day, like back yeah. in the day. But this, I, he kept this one under wraps. Yeah, I watched Community a lot, like all of it, like a couple of times. Zane, thank you for exposing the side of our friend that we didn't know. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, I, I recommend it, by the way. Easy, yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's good. All right. Nice. All right. Um, Ryan Ed, Adriano, at KillyPie1990 on Twitter says, should we just keep Max 2 in an elevator, presumably post-pandemic? The idea of ever cramming into an elevator with 12 other people again is revolting. <laughs> uh, we'll get over it. I don't, know, I don't know. I massively agree with him. I think a lot of things are going to feel weird post-pandemic when we're doing it, like in groups or even, yeah, even when it's allowed to do. It'll feel like, how are we still doing, like, you know? Nah, nah, like, no. Like, once, once everyone's got their two shots, man, I'm getting that elevator. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I'm going in. <laughs> to be no fair, way. especially depending on the condo, because, like, some of those, like, downtown 35-story ones, you wait for, like, 20 minutes for an elevator. I'm getting in the first one that comes in. <laughs> that inconvenience will make you will, will fill up that elevator real quick. Yeah, especially even now, like, in my, like, I'm on the 10th floor, and it's not even that high. And I, I like, like, because it's a two-maximum thing. On a Saturday, mm. when everyone's leaving at around the same time for a walk at the park or whatever, you wait for, like, three, four um, elevators come by before you can get in you start to just hit up you go all the way up and you come down with it <laughs> like it's just it's 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 a strategic <laughs> thing now okay i does um does your building have a limit on how many times you can book the service elevator because you could just put your name down yeah need it for three minutes mate most days <laughs> yeah <laughs> 11 to eleven oh three, monday to friday here's a 300 check just hold it depending on how high you are can you take the stairs hmm could technically, no. but you know. But we're that, we're that we're that lazy. Well, I see. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Why are these questions? Where are these phenomenal questions coming from? I mean, are I, we interesting? I like the idea that yeah, you care about what I think about some of these things. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it was the Rexall shoppers that started it all. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, um, real LFC fan actually asked us. She so she thought that discussion last week about Rexall and shoppers and which was the most high end uh, was really good somehow. 
um, and wanted us to talk in a similar vein about supermarkets. So, oh yeah, it's easy. You've got you've got the supermarkets. Like you've got your let's what, do what's top that? five then. Longos well, Longos is the best, but I don't go there because no, it's I'm more, talking it's about I'm talking about fancy. Yeah, expensive. First above Longos, oh. there's that green one. What's it called? Uh, Sobeys. Uh, no, 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 no. It's like so fancy. Well, I mean, Pusateri's is like intense. Is it a supermarket though? That's more yeah, but, dessert. Yeah. See, when, when the when the prices go up at these grocery stores, to me, I feel like the taste and the sauce goes down. <laughs> so oh, 100%. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be there. Like sometimes I need a, a nice, you know, African or Chinese grocer for <laughs> for the sauciest food I can get. You know, there's, what I mean? there's no debate about that. But for now, <laughs> oh, Whole Foods, Whole Foods. Oh, okay, that's yeah. the one. It's popular enough, but it's also like bring your own bag and like here, carry this like. Bro, do you not plastic. bring your own bag? No. Monad. You're no. just paying 10 cents all the time for I'm these helping. bags that are just going to rip? I'm helping the environment by giving them 10 cents. Wow. You're choking a turtle every time. The thing is... Hey, I need... I have that drawer in my, in my kitchen that needs I to know. be stuffed with bags. <laughs> I know you do. So I need the bags. Monad, you've seen the Twitter videos. You can fold them into nice little triangles. Yeah, yeah. I don't even fold my clothes, mate. Oh, <laughs> um, so I would say Whole Foods is number one in terms of like the the snobby but yeah popular. But well, but, no, you're right about that because like yeah. I remember going into I used to live near Yorkville, not in it, but near mm. it. And there's a Whole Foods there, and it is like a fashion show. You yeah, walk yeah, in yeah. there, like everyone's in like Lululemon, and you know it's intense. Yeah, fun, yeah, yeah, but intense. When you we take a, a break girl, from like um... pet walking and yoga classes, you <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we had a girl living with us for a bit, the... and. Yeah. The Whole Foods is in Markham, so it's like, what, 25 minutes away from my house? And once she got her car shipped, she only went to Whole Foods. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. Like, no. I'm like, okay. Longo's, shoppers, not shoppers, yeah. no frills even is right here. My go-to is Metro. Standard. Standard. Mid you know what you're going to get mid-table. You're not going to get relegated, but you're also not fancy enough to, you know, trying to get in stuff for. You're in that comfy <laughs> Aston Villa zone. Yeah. You're good. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. My go-to is Walmart. What? And and the reason, Alex, you will like this. The only reason that Walmart is my go-to is their British section is unparalleled. <laughs> like that's where I get my fruit pastels, my Cadbury chocolate, um, you know, the chocolate fingers, hobnobs. Like, cause I'm shopping, I'm oh. just like. Take some of that, take some of that, and I get everything else. Like I can't You're help right. it. I'm a You're killing my, me. My 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 tactic is this: Metro for the day to day, kind of maybe once a week for small stuff, and then every mm -hmm. three months there's a Costco visit. Yeah, yeah. one big That's Costco visit every three months, and then supplement it as needed by Metro. Yep. That's pretty. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I that's think our that's, approach that's too. Except yeah. swap Metro for. Unfortunately, Loblaws is the closest to us. Mm. Um, I mean, their card I, is good. Their loyalty thing is not bad. Is it? I don't yeah. Know. Um, but there's a service we actually don't... Well, this started when we didn't have a car, but we'd, we'd get Costco delivered. There's a service that, that does that, which is very, very convenient. See, right. I, the worst thing about going into Costco is the people in the Costco. People. Yeah. Not the people I, that work there, but just everyone yeah. shopping. Which is why I have a Costco card, but I've, I've used it only once because it just feels <laughs> like, like if if Mohamed used the relegation analogy, Costco to me feels like what playing in League Two would would feel like. 
<laughs> Let me tell holes. you this. You you know you know how principled I can get sometimes over the stupidest things. When I found out that Costco needed a membership, I was so close to saying no. Hell no. I was just like, what do you mean I gotta pay forty dollars a year just to use your store? I was so upset. And then it's like only MasterCard. And you know, until I realized the benefits, I was so close to boycott. So <laughs> Cancel, <laughs> cancel Costco when it was yeah. ready. There are there are benefits. I will also add that they are one of the only people that actually pay their employees well. So there's that. Yeah, but, but bro, I gotta take for. my stuff away like in a cardboard box. <laughs> it's you so don't difficult. Don't the environment. Yeah, you know, I don't have no. I don't have a cardboard drawer. <laughs> uh, actually, my favorite thing about Costco, I'm just remembering, is that they check your receipt on the way out, as if their one second scan is going to make sure that you're not walking out with something that's not on there. I mean, if you have a big box of like a 40 inch TV, yeah, let me check that. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the receipt. Well, that was interesting. I never thought of that. There we go. Hate Whole Foods, love Metro. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. I don't think I love any of them. Like, it's all degrees are bad, but, you know, they're fine. No frills is fine. If you're just getting cans of stuff. The Asian yeah. African stores, that's where it is. That's What's the Asian one called? The famous one on uh, the, TNT? the waterfront? TNT. Yeah. The TNT or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get good. the best fruits and vegetables. It's oh my god. So about Asian groceries very quickly. Mm-hmm. I live in North York, uh, hardcore like Asian area. A lot of um, people from Hong Kong, South Korea, etc. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted milk. Literally the smallest thing. I was so close to uh to one of these marts, you know, Asian marts on the corner that I've never used before. Thought let me just go in here, get the one thing I need, and I don't need to use it again. Honest to God. No lie. I could not recognize a single item on a single shelf. Really? It was so imported as mm. if like it was so designed to be as if you were in Beijing or Hong Kong or whatever that I honestly could not buy one item. Like I could not get milk. That's crazy. It's crazy how catered and tailored it was. Yeah, that's that's an experience though. Like, yeah. I was like, I have no idea where to go or what to get. And like, they're looking at me like, you're not supposed to be here. We know this. So like, did, did you get anything? No, just, I, I, I physically couldn't find anything I needed. Like, I just couldn't recognize anything on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, those are all the questions we have. But I, yeah, I, I've enjoyed the non-football questions. So keep them coming future weeks. I mean, yeah, especially without the leagues and stuff. I mean, it, it goes with the with the whole Euro is an easy watch kind of thing. Podcast can be an easy an easy ride as well. Exactly. Like it. Absolutely. It is Love the it. summer. I mean, we deserve a break, UEFA. Are you serious? <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, do we want to do transfer rumors very quickly before we... Can, can I just say Messi scored a free kick today? Oh, yeah. In the Copa America? 1-1 one, one, Argentina, Chile. Plays for Chile. Yeah, yeah. Brazil yesterday beat um, somebody, Venezuela, 3-0. Oh. Yeah, it's it's weird watching those games without fans with seeing the Euros having 12,000 people or whatever in the stadium. The games without the fans are just not as fun anymore when you have the fans back in the other ones. So, <laughs> Did you see the England fans that like fell over the tarp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it was one of the guys that booed the knee. <laughs> yeah, and then hopefully he got wrapped up in that thing and they carted him off to, uh, off to jail. <laughs> Racist. He probably popped up again in that chair-throwing video. <laughs> um, all right, I've just looked at the rumors and they're crap, so forget it. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. Not a single time. one. Uh, no. It's just like Sancho still. Oh, yeah. Sancho not even making the the bench for England. Woo. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you still want to sign him, Bernie? Not even making the bench. <laughs> Can't even make it. 
at this point, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I actually, it's been five years. I don't care. <laughs> like, sign him or not. Let's just move on. He's your, he's your Jan, Jan, Jan and Via. Yeah. We're, we're freaking Wesley Snyder at this point. <laughs> Every year. Oh, God. I'm done. We can't also, even get him to the medical stage. This, this okay. Well, this rumor was so loud, it was so ridiculous and so funny that Romano actually had to comment that Arsenal are not looking at Donny van der Beek. <laughs> He actually commented on this? He actually commented. He said wow. he is not on the list. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there were rumors making the rounds. I mean, how would you even go about justifying that? Well, like, people yeah, are, we, we looked at his, his spell at Manchester United and we thought he's perfect for us. No, fam. No. no. I'd take him. Van de Beek? Yeah. Mate, you don't even United want ruin a lot of players. It's not fair on their reputation. And and, and you really make players into Ballon d'Or winners, right? I like, don't need a Ballon d'Or winner. I see uh, someone that can pass a ball one time. Okay, we, we get the one time pass from him. Sure, <laughs> you can That's you can it. do that. So you know you know that Stewie meme where Stewie's like just he he basically rolls a ball like two meters and then he gets like best player ever in the America. That's all I yeah. need. I just need that dude. <laughs> That's it. All uh, right, better leave it there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, host. We'll chat again next week and also right now once we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Do you guys ever play that game? Uh, is it black shoe or white shoe or whatever? You put all your shoes in the middle of a circle and you say black shoe, black shoe, or whatever, and then the person that loses, like, you have to step on their shoe. Racist. No, so it sounds it's, just a bit. A, it's just the white <laughs> shoes turn black when you step on it. That's all. Oh, no. It, it sounds, sounds a bit like duck, duck, goose. But with shoes, like, you put all your feet in the middle of a circle, and right. then, like, so there's, like, eight of you, and you do the whole black shoe, black shoe, who will it be, or whatever, and then the person who points at everybody kind of runs after them and, like, steps on their shoe. They it, should do this instead of penalties. It, it kind of does sound a little familiar. Right? It does sound like that. Like, I remember, I can, I'm can. i thinking of something about feet all in a circle and, like, yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. Have you guys ever, uh, okay, so back home as well when we're deciding who, like, gets kickoff or who gets the field or whatever, we, and mm. you obviously don't have coins, you're young and whatever. So you start at a random distance away from each other and you put heel to toe one at a time and then as you get closer, whoever's foot is on top of the other guy's foot wins it nah that's some bullshit that <laughs> takes way too long no 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 it's not it's like five steps each it takes like three oh. seconds you just kind of go heel to your toe heel to your toe and then when you get close it's like you know what i mean whoever overlaps the other one on top we just rock paper scissors that's, that's mental yeah rock paper scissors wasn't very popular back home no no what did you guys ever play uh red ass no it sounds yeah, like yeah. something this sounds, is, like sure something, sounds like something only white people can play. Probably. It was savage. But basically, it's like one bounce, right? So keepy ups, but it, you get one bounce. Okay. They're in a circle playing that. And then whoever fucks it up has to stand against the fence. Oh, yeah, and hit it at him as hard as they, And everyone smashes the football. The button. problem is everybody misses. <laughs> I mean, most people. But the fear <laughs> is enough. To, right, right. Know, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, the the thing that we replaced rock, paper, scissors by was this w really weird thing where it was either like one, two, three, and then either palm down or palm up. So you'd mm -hmm. have like, let's say three people. And if you're trying to decide like teams or or who wouldn't start, let's say it's a two-person game, whoever's different would just be out. Or you will have four people and you keep playing until two people had their palm up, two people had their palm down, and that would be the teams, let's say. You know what I mean? So that was kind of a replacement for rock, paper, scissors. We had one of those like slapping game. You know, you put your hand yeah, like this yeah, 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 yeah. and then like, you guys played that, right? Where the yeah. guy's trying to slap and he's like this and like this. If you miss, oh, and then it's like sudden death, basically. Yeah. I know Bernie went to British schools because there's always violence involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too much. <laughs> you fucked up and kicked the ball at you. You want to start a game? You need to get slapped first. It was. It's true, though. I mean, that's reputation is true. We had an American school, a British school, and a, a whatever a European school, whatever back home where me and Bernie grew up. We went to the American school. The British school down the road was by far the most violent. Just the kids were. First of all, they were way older than their age, way too soon. You know what I mean? Like the smoking and the drinking and the partying. They, they just took it at a whole new level, like two years earlier than everybody. Oh, they, they were disgusting because we, yeah. ours was the American British, which is basically the Canadian. Yeah. Like yeah. actually, it was it was Canadian teachers most of the time anyway. But I remember when I was choosing schools, I went to the uh, British school and I went to the ABA, and I will never forget this. I like in my head, I was like, these people are racist, like skinheads, like, and I just had this like really disgusting vibe watching them in gym. <laughs> yeah, and I came to ABA and I was like civilized yeah i'm going here I, we I will were, never forget that but we were wait, like our school was so soft compared to that you know what i mean like they were so harsh soft. like we were so so we're like please and thank you so canadian and then like you'd go and play football against them and you're like what is going on <laughs> it was it was literally like watching like an episode of eastenders even, even, <laughs> even the guess? teachers even their teachers would like swear at them during the well, game they would have to, like, to. Play you have to get on their level otherwise yeah. you're done yeah. That's the thing. But did you guys see the video? I think it was from South End today of just like all the topless drunk English people chucking chairs at each other. Oh, yeah. Been going around Twitter. Mm. Um, I, I like I sent it. To, I always send these things to Caitlin because she has a romanticized vi vision of what it's like to live in England. Right? She yeah. wants to live in England at some point, And I'm always like, absolutely not. It's not what you think. And so I send these videos of these people just lobbing chairs at each well, other. Like, a lot this of, is what it's like. A lot of people have the Hugh Grant England in their mind of like, oh, which, yes, which does you, exist please. if you've got enough money. Like you can't right. avoid these people, but it's just. Yeah, yeah, I saw no. a really good. I saw a really good comment on those videos. You know, the videos like they're singing the national anthem and like being just a little bit hooligan-like or whatever. And someone said, "Foden would be in this video if he couldn't play football." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then there's one. You know how Foden turned his hair like all white, and he, there's the England full team photo, full squad, mm -hmm. like they're all in suits and photos at the very end. And another dude was just like, honestly, if I didn't know Foden, I would say he was so racist. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of funny things better recently. I remember like when all our friends went to like the UK, like the ones that went to UK for university and they'll come back to Oman, like Mohani didn't come back to Oman, but like the stories they would tell, the rest of us would just be like, Fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> like this one girl, like like her friend was pregnant, went to a, but didn't know she was pregnant, went to a party, like whatever, like threw up or whatever, and then like, oh I guess I'm pre I was pregnant. It's like what the oh fuck my do God. you mean? Like just hearing that for the first time in my life was just like Yeah, well you were like seventeen. I was like, the fuck is this place? <laughs> 
you thought Toronto was banging. Bruh. <laughs> I thought you hanging out in like the fucking stairwell for hours was like, whoa. <laughs> Man, yeah, the country yeah, is, it's a shambles, I'm telling you. That, that London look. Mm. Yep. 